What happened with your son? Um, my son was shot. He was he was at a cookout, and a, a young lady was shooting at someone else, and a bullet went through the boy's shoulder and hit my son in the heart. Really? It was not a result of something he was a part of or mm-hmm. even had any knowledge of what was going on between the young lady and the guy. And how old was he at that time? He was 23. Wow, wow. And I know that was something that really devastated you, like you said. You went through mm-hmm. a point in time of having to grieve and go through all of that to get through that. And you say as a result of that, it helped you change your perspective on some things. At that time, I was actually, my son got a chance to see me be in real estate. Because the day before he passed, that weekend, I had just given him a car because I bought a Jeep and I had a Toyota. I just got my license a few years before. Needed one uh, SUV. Mm-hmm. I gave him my car and that Monday he was going to get the title transfer. Unfortunately, he passed. He got killed. But he had the opportunity to see me be in real estate. This is Strategic Moves with Ken Dow. What's up, what's up, everybody? You tuned in to another episode of Strategic Moves. I'm your host, Ken Dow. This is a place where we bring art, culture, politics, and business all together, and we do it every Sunday right here on this channel. But when I'm not shooting this podcast, I'm the owner of Strategic Resources, where we specialize in political campaigns, government, and public relations. I've been doing it around this city and this state for over 25 years, met some amazing people along the way, and I want to make your next move a strategic move, and this show gives me an opportunity to do just that. So today, we're going to talk to a young lady who I've known for quite some time. She's been doing real estate in the city of Cleveland for as long as I know. She helped me buy my very first house, and she's been a mentor to my daughter, who just got into real estate as well. And we're gonna sit back today and we're gonna talk about home ownership. We're gonna talk about what it takes to buy a house in the city of Cleveland and the surrounding area and what you can do if you're ready to start buying your home. Without further ado, I want everybody to welcome Miss Carol Joyner to our program. Welcome, Miss Carol Joyner. Oh, God, you got a big oh, yeah. hey, hey, no, no. It's always a privilege when I get a chance to talk about what I love doing, and, mm-hmm. and that's home ownership, helping people make dreams come true. Yeah, Carol, you got to give us a little bit about it. As our show and as we do, we like to start off our program by asking people, are you from Cleveland? Cleveland, born and raised from Cleveland, Ohio, in the inner city of Huff Avenue, where oh. they're building all those buildings, Cleveland mm-hmm. Clinic, to the south of it, mm-hmm. the lake is to the north. Oh, so you grew up in Huff. I grew up in Huff. That's oh my exactly God. Okay. what it is. All I right. grew up in Huff, born in Cleveland, black yeah. in Cleveland, yeah. as they say. So you went to East High? I did not. No. I attended all-girls school, junior high, Lulladale Junior High. Oh, everybody remember Lulladale. Yeah, yeah. everybody remember Lulladale. Charles Orr <laughs> Elementary School, right, walk right out the door and run across the street to mm-hmm. the school. And, but I graduated from John Adams. I'm a rebel. Okay. Did John Hay in the 10th grade. Okay. Won't talk about the transfer situation. <laughs> it was either transfer or get killed by my mom. She didn't play. You're going to get them A's. So the choice right. was to right. go to John Adams. So you went to John Adams. Oh, okay. I did. Oh, graduated in 1977. And so what did you do out of high school? What, you, what, you, what was your passion? I know you wasn't always a realtor. No, I wasn't. My Actually, my passion was fashion. Okay. I sold in junior high school, modeled in fashion shows when I was young. We had grew up in an area where we had a recreation house called the Huff House. Right now, where Huff House used to be, the Red House, Huff mm-hmm. House, everybody from where I grew up at is familiar with that. It's a senior home there on that same land called the Heritage Homes. Okay. However, exactly. 
I didn't real estate. My mom's godmother was a real estate broker. So real estate has always been around me, had some interest, but it wasn't where I thought I would end up. Okay. Fashion design is what I wanted to do. I wanted to attend fashion school in New York and didn't leave Cleveland. So I ended up going to Virginia Marty, attending Virginia Marty on the west side. Oh, okay. Shortly after that, I did not finish. I ended up becoming pregnant with my son, Mm -hmm. and so I got a job, and I worked for the city of Cleveland, the water department. Oh. But when during that time of being at the water department, still didn't know I was going to be in real estate. Fashion was still what I wanted to do, Mm -hmm. so I worked in sales and what was with high-end clothing stores and that whole piece about working with people. I enjoyed working with people. Customer service is what I did at the city of Cleveland for the water department. Okay. And I enjoyed that. So further on, not going to college and not leaving Cleveland to attend the school that I wanted to attend, I end up going to try C for journalism. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you know, I know and a lot of people <laughs> don't. So I did journalism mm-hmm. and I said, maybe I'll be a news anchor. All right. And uh, still wasn't a love of mine be a news anchor. I still like that whole idea of the fashion industry. So I stayed in retail and sales and working with people. And being a single mom and didn't go back to college, I started to think about what I can do to become my own boss. So I became a nail tech. Oh, And had a nail salon. (laughs) So nail tech for 28 years. Really? Working with people. Yes. Now, what was your story my nail salon. Your salon, yeah. It was on Larchmere. Really? Mm-hmm. Closed it in 2002. Wow. In August of that year, I closed that. Wow. I decided that I no longer wanted to be there because of losing my son that year. Yes, I know that was a really big thing in your life. I know you celebrate your son's birthdays and everything else every year. What happened with your son? Uh, my son was shot. He was he was at a cookout, and a, a young lady was shooting at someone else, and a bullet went through the boy's shoulder and hit my son in the heart. Really? It was not a result of something he was a part of or mm-hmm. even had any knowledge of what was going on between the young lady and the guy. And how old was he at that time? He was 23. Wow, wow. And I know that was something that really devastated you, like you said. I mean, you went through mm-hmm. a point in time of having to grieve and go through all of that to get through that. And you say as a result of that, it helped you change your perspective on some things. At that time, I was actually, my son got a chance to see me be in real estate. Because the day before he passed, that weekend, I had just given him a car because I bought a Jeep. And I had a Toyota. I just got my license a few years before. needed one uh, SUV. Mm -hmm. I gave him my car. And that Monday, he was going to get the title transfer. Unfortunately, he passed. He got killed. But he had the opportunity to see me be in real estate. And so what I was saying was that, I started to think about what I can do to put the amount of money that I wanted to make. And so not going to college, I figured that it would be nails, and from nails it was real estate. I was in communication with an investor. He was talking about how many houses he was buing, and I'm like, you know what? I'm selling nails. I'm doing nails. Okay, what else can I add Mm -hmm. on that I determine how much money I make. And so that's how I got involved with real estate. After knowing my mother was, godmother was a broker and my friend was an investor, Okay. I decided to get into real estate. It took me seven times to really? pass that test. <laughs> I always tell people, 
<laughs> do not let it stop you if you fail in whatever it is. Right. Just keep trying. Seven times. Seven times. And wow. I knew because I'm not a I wasn't a test taker. And mm -hmm. a test taker required you to study. Hey, we'll be back with more of Carol Joyner. But right now, I want to take a moment for you to be able to subscribe to our channel. Leave us a comment. Let us know how we're doing. Or if you like to, you can also let us know about a guest that you would like to see on our show or something, a topic we should talk about. See, it's just really that simple. Just hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, the notification bell as well, so that you would know the next time one of our programs is being aired and leave us a comment. Just that simple. Now let's get back to Carol Joyner. And I studied, but I had to work. I had right. to provide for my children. Mm -hmm. I had to, and I didn't just have a nail salon. I helped open up Nordstrom's. Oh, so okay. I was working at Beachwood Mall, mm -hmm. selling clothes. And then I had to do nails and um, be a mother. And so I was doing a lot. So you see, um, and I want to mention that because you got two kids, right? I have a daughter. And you yes, have a daughter. I have a son, a daughter. I had a son and a daughter. Mm -hmm. And I have a daughter now. Okay. Yes, my daughter's 31. Okay. And my daughter lives in L.A. Oh, she lives out there nice and warm. Sun is. <laughs> That's why she ain't coming back here. She's no, like, <laughs> she, no, she she left college and went to L.A. when she was 19. Really? Then she left L.A. and moved to Atlanta. Okay. And she decided that she wanted to go back to L.A. Really? That's cool. The young people, they can do it. They can move. She don't have any children. She can, don't mm -hmm. let any grand. You're young, mm -hmm. you know. Right. And That's awesome. That's awesome. So let's talk about this real estate thing. Okay. And so you seven times is the charm. You got your real estate yes, license, sir. and you like, hey, I'm ready to roll off and get this. You remember your first house you bought or your first house you was able to sell? How long did it take you to get your first sale? Not very long. And my first house I bought, I actually bought it the year before I got licensed. I actually bought it while I was licensed. Really? And it was a two-family. And I always knew that my first house was going to be a two-family because mm. I looked at it as my tenant could pay my rent. Oh, so your first house, you sold it yourself. I sold. I was a, the buyer and the, the listing. I bought it from an agent. I was okay. a buyer. Okay. But I was in real estate. Okay. And you bought a two-family house. I bought a two-family house. Okay. Right. And so after that, how long did it take you? And you say you've been in real estate now how long? 23 years will be want to say this year if it's not thing after 20 i say 20 plus okay it's about 23 years maybe 22. so i know that the house that we moved in hell we done been there almost 19 years now I and mean, you help us put that together and oh, it's been that long been, it's, right? yeah it's been 19 years since we had an opportunity to buy that house one second what's going on latif the camera keep blanking out So as a real estate agent and I'm um, doing the stuff that you've been doing, how, what is it? And like I was saying, the first house we bought, you helped us buy that house has been like 19 years ago. What are some of the things you think a person looking for an agent when you're getting ready to buy your house? What's the first thing you think you should look for from an agent, a real estate agent? And it's interesting you have, you're asking me this conversation because we had, it was a few agents and I on the phone this morning talking about relationships. And when you buy or someone come to you to buy a home, it's a new process. It's, they're excited and they're scared and excited at the same time. And so I always tell people what's important is um, you sit down and you find out what's important to them. And that's what I do. When someone called me and they say, hey, I'm looking to buy a house, mm -hmm. I have my assistant send them paperwork. So... They can fill it out 
and know what's important to them in a home. Mm-hmm. You, you go get there, you sit down with the loan officer. If you come to me and you have not met with the loan officer, I give you three to pick from and let you decide. It's mm-hmm. all about communication and who you feel comfortable with. And so the first thing they would do is get pre-approved to see what their buying power is. Generally, when they come to me, they ask me, I don't know anything about the process. And I said, have you sat down and spoke with a lender? And they say no. So when you say sit down and talk with a lender and get pre-approved for a home, if I wanted to buy a home, I could go to you as a first stop should be to talk to a realtor. And from there, you can help maybe in some cases, if you got a good realtor, they can suggest you to a few places that can possibly help you buy a home. Absolutely, absolutely. And the first stop, if you're, if that's, because generally that's what someone say, I want to go buy a house, and they call a realtor. Really, you should sit down with a bank. Okay. Because you need to know your buying power. That should be your first your step. Your first stop is your bank. Okay. Know what you qualify to buy. Know what, let them pull your credit. Do a credit application, and you do your credit application. They see what your score is. They see how much money you are. See if you filed your taxes. That's your first stop. Because most people go out here and go looking at houses, and they'll call the realtor. Have you running around looking not at me. all these houses? Sorry. Not no more. I not would me. In I imagine in the beginning. That's why I say not no more. <laughs> I didn't because nope. see, no, I had a mentor. Okay. And it's important to follow. I watch. I started with a big company. Okay. And I followed what they did. Okay. And people did because you don't know and you're excited. Hey, now I'm not going to say I did not show anybody Correct. a house Correct. that was not pre-approved. Correct. But they don't know what they want, and you'll be looking at 99 houses. That's and correct. what are we doing That's this correct. for? It's like That's going right. to the store to That's buy right. some shoes, and you don't have any money. That's correct. Why well, am I? You window shop. You window shop. I don't window shop. Sorry. I, I'm going to say this now. Now, my friends. Now, I'm going to say because know, Carol did a lot I of like, window shopping with us. I do. I liked you. <laughs> you did a lot of window like, shopping. Like, Doe couldn't call yeah. me and say, and I had that happen yeah. to me. Yes. And I did a lot yes. of window shopping. You did a lot of window and shopping. And recently, with me. probably right. a year or so, we did a little window shopping. But we started. We said that was 19 years ago. Because yeah. it was. It was because a lot you, of window shopping. I didn't only sell you all your house. I sold a house that member yeah. you come from to right. that exactly. house. Exactly. So we built a relationship right relate it's about relationships it's not for me that was that is what has carried me that's correct and i've been blessed all these years i love what i do it's not just a job it's a relationship to me and i want my clients to be happy and know that it's not about a check the Mm -hmm. money's gonna come that's correct i want to know that you're comfortable because i have people come in my office out of my years of being in this business i probably had two people that was not satisfied really that's good and for me, that's a blessing. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. And it's my heart. This is what I do. When I talk about it, I love it. And people say, you didn't farm an area, right? No, I, my pulse is on the city. That's correct. So I need to know what's going on in, in Seoul, in Chagrin Falls, on mm-hmm. the west side. And I've sold, the farthest I've sold a house, I don't know, if Chardon, I had a 10,000-square-foot home in Chardon on the market. Wow. And it, I, it took me about 30, 45 minutes to drive there, and that mm-hmm. was okay. And I'm not the furthest I've sold a house is just recently okay. in Columbus. I had a listing, okay. and I sold it. And I drove to Columbus All right. because I can sell in Columbus. And here in Cleveland, around Ohio, I would say Chardon, Ohio, and North Ridgeville. Okay. So I wanna, I'd like to know what's happening in the city. And so for me... It's like when I did, got my nail license. Some nail techs don't do pedicures. And right. I'm like, how are you going to be a nail tech and you don't do feet? So I wanted someone, if they came through that door and they said, Carol, I want a service, and I can offer them all those services. Correct. Now, to say that 
and selling real estate, am I going to offer them the loan? No, mm -hmm. I'm not going to do the loan, but I'm going to know who to. Send you it's to. like even with my inspectors, <laughs> I'm going to know who the three inspectors I'm going to send you to. So when it comes to real estate for me, I want to know everything that involves. Well, that, that's the advantage of having a good realtor, and to our point. Let's stay on this thing. So if I go into a bank and I get pre-approved, there are several ways you can be pre-approved. You can be FHA. You can go VA if you have a veteran. If you've been in the military and served some time, there's VA loans that you can take. There's FHA, which you can do FHA, which is, what's that, 3% down now? 3.5% is FHA. Okay. Conventional conventional is 5 to 10%. It mm -hmm. can go as high as 20 but they have a other, another loan, the USDA loan. I've never done I've never that heard loan. that one. They have several type of loans. Mm -hmm. They have an agriculture loan, I think it's called. So I try not to, if I'm not familiar to right. elaborate and go right. into detail. But, but the most several, common ones The are, most common loans yeah. uh -huh. are for home buyers, yes. first-time first -time buyers, buyers yeah. are conventional and FHA. FHA if your score is not strong enough to go conventional. And FHA, now you can do 580. You got about 580 and qualify? Yeah, because okay. we're in a different market now. Okay. We're not in a market like we were, say, a few years ago, <laughs> even last year, when interest rates have went up. So now you have loan officers. Look at, we're in a different market and looking mm -hmm. for business. Mm -hmm. So they have programs. A year or two ago, maybe two, you couldn't even find down payment programs. Now mm -hmm. they're giving 10000 Really? You know, getting their first home. But you, you have to have some skin in the game. You can't have a 400 credit score and call see lender and say, hey, I want to buy a house, but I have no credit. So let's talk about that real quick as it relates to down payment assistance. Again, we're trying to help some of these first-time home buyers. Where can there and where are there places that do first-time home buyers? Of any and we're not here to push no program or nothing, but get examples of what you would say like that. I, and I'll throw one just to give you an example. I know that the county has a down payment assistance program so in certain areas in the county if you move in so any other ones and that's what i was going to say let's because people they say first time home buyer program correct they got away with per se if you're a first time home buyer because you or i if we haven't bought a house in five ten years we can be considered first time home really no i didn't know that and so what yeah after five years you can buy another house and they'll say Okay, they ask, do you own a house? Mm -hmm. To them, we're not a first-time home buyer, but it's after so many years, they don't look at it. You can move out of an FHA house. And give another FHA. Absolutely. Wow. And a lot of people don't know that. The other part is when it comes to a first-time home buyer, in their mind, they think about, oh, I'm a first-time home buyer, and I don't need any skin in the game. That's not true. No. So I always and be clear and say to people, you, as a first-time home buyer, you want to make sure and talk to a loan officer or someone that's in that industry first. You will know what it is. You need credit score. You need to know that you got some money in the bank and you're not bouncing checks all over the that's city. That's correct. That's correct. Because they look at that, that you are capable to hold on to a mortgage. And they want to see that you can save a couple. You don't have to have 10000 but at least 2500 to $3,500. I was going to ask you what you think a minimum At is. least 2500 $3,500. Okay. 5000 let's we'll just be, be real just clear. $5,000. Let's say 5000 Because what people need to understand, mm -hmm. an insurance, when they ask you to go out and get insurance, mm -hmm. you can go get insurance, but you need to know that a seller is not obligated to pay your closing costs. That's correct. And so in buyer's mind, they say, oh, I'm going to write this house. I'm going to buy this house, mm -hmm. and then the seller's going to pay my closing costs. Seller's not mm -hmm. obligated. Oh. 
And in today's market. In today's market, and let me yeah. just be real clear. Right. Okay. That there is still multiple offers going on. That's correct. I wrote up two offers last week, and they were actually over five hundred thousand, and we <laughs> lost. And there are still people with cash money against cash money people. And these houses were five hundred thousand, not just one, but two. We lost the deal. I and I close a lot of deals. I'm a top in the top ten percent of four hundred agents in my office, and so I always tell people, and I educate buyers. Hey. I had a girl call me last week. You sold my mother and my aunt a house, and now I'm ready. And I said, let's sit down and talk to a lender. And I sent them an email and connect them together, and they start the process. Because when they think of first-time buyers, they're like, oh, I don't have to have anything. But you do. You got to have something. You have to have something. And you you should want to have something. Okay, so now we got our stake in the game. I went to the bank. They said, okay, you're qualified, Mr. Dow. You can now call Carol or somebody. You're qualified for a $150,000 home anywhere that you want to buy. And you call your real estate agent. That's when we contact Carol. And then that process goes, then you sit down with me and you do what? So then I sit down with you and I give you these papers that ask you what's important to you in a home and how many people. And there's all the decision makers here that makes the decision. <laughs> that's an important one. That's very important. <laughs> See, if I sold Susie a house and then tomorrow she, we put an offer in and she tell me on Thursday. She My husband got to come her see Her husband who's been, <laughs> been in the Air Force and right. now he on leave for the next five years. Right. It's a problem. That's a problem. Because we in the contract and you done did your inspection all, all right. that and Billy may not even like it. That's correct. That's correct. So then we got to get. So I, my is what's important is all the decision makers here. That's correct. Okay. Baby, Lottie, Dottie, and everybody. <laughs> That's correct. It makes it real easy. That's right. That's you right. Know? So then when it comes down to that and looking for a home, I guess everybody always want that house that they can't buy and all of that looking through. How do you help a person weed through that process? I guess you say it's pretty easy. If you only got $150,000, that's all you got. Here's the thing for me. They come to me with a $150,000 approval. I'm not going to show them a $150,000 house. Okay. Especially not in today's market. Once mm-hmm. I see what's important to you in a house, I mm-hmm. always explain to my clients is don't look at everything new, new, because it's just cosmetics. As long as the foundation, the mechanicals, and the roof, and all of that is sound, you can paint and do everything else. So space is key because in today's market, everybody's running after new. Okay. And so you're getting in a bidding war. And so if you got approved for 150 and you sent bring me a house that's 150, guess what? You can't put an offer in. Because it's going to get Because now multiple. you need to go over 150 and put that escalation clause in there. Okay. It's going to give you 500 to to $1,000 increments and not to go past gotcha. a certain number to mm-hmm. get you even in the race. Wow. So it's important. One hundred fifty thousand. Yes, we want at one hundred fifty thousand. You want a twenty five hundred square foot home, and you want three full baths, central air with the finished lower level, and an open galley kitchen. Not gonna happen <laughs> in Solon. I'm just saying. <laughs> exactly. 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 All right, so now, Carol, you done got me down. I done found my house in East Cleveland. And no, <laughs> I we, don't, we don't gotta go to East. You know, put me in East Cleveland. And you don't have to be in East Cleveland. No, and I'm not bad because East listen, because me, me and you did a lot of shopping in East Cleveland. And it's millionaires' yeah, exactly. still going yeah. on in East Cleveland. I, I, I and I just sold two deals exactly. in East Cleveland. It so, was about five blocks 
Maybe four or five blocks in East Cleveland that I remember just circling day after day, waiting on a piece of property to come available because it was in the right place of where I wanted to be. So that's not a slight to East Cleveland. So not I found all. my house in East Cleveland. I'm there. Now, Carol, you got me in this crib. Now, you, the next thing that most homeowners need to understand then is before I buy this house, you mentioned this earlier, we should get an inspection done. And how important is that? And how do the realtor work in that aspect of the deal and help Helping me as a first time not buy something that's not good for me. And, and if it is, what's your role as the realtor? And one thing that's good you asked about inspections, because when I bought my first house, I didn't do it. I was too excited about this two-family house and mm -hmm. it's such a good price. Mm -hmm. And end up FHA appraiser came out. And guess what he found in the house I bought? Termites. Yep. Yep. And so a lot of people on that purchase agreement, it asks you general home inspection. You're not doing water flow because you're not doing well water things that just don't make sense. And so you know which one. But I always encourage the buyers, even if you don't ask for closing costs, to do an inspection. So let's stay on this inspection thing because you mentioned something because I did the same thing. My first house was FHA as well, and I had an inspector come by. And I remember as a result of that, I remember they put in a new basement wall that had to be done because we was having some found, they found, FHA found some cracking the foundation. Mm -hmm. well, is there a difference in if you go FHA, they do an inspection versus if I wasn't doing FHA and I would have to do my own inspection or is it the same thing we're talking about? Or are they two different? Or if I guess my question is FHA requiring something different on their loans? FHA are appraisals. They're appraiser. They have their appraiser own appraiser. Appraiser is not an inspector, so let's clarify that. All right, there you go. Help you me with that. You have your buyer. Okay. On the contract says general home inspection. That's, That's for correct. your own personal purposes. So a buyer, That's and correct. I always tell them, you, you, and inspectors right. can make or break a deal. Okay. They're really going to scare the shoes off of a buyer who have thin skin. Okay. And I've sold new houses that my client never moved in and she redid her kitchen and mm -hmm. found something in the wall and didn't so that as a result of an inspection an inspection okay so an inspection is not to tear the deal apart but in some instances it we i don't get mad at the inspector it ain't personal he doing that plus job. he's protecting my buyer that's correct but I've had an inspector do a inspection for a buyer and she bought the house anyway definitely you want to do your inspection because I can only go in a house and see what I know based on my experience in the business. Not only that, I managed apartment building for 20, for, excuse me, for nine years, and I hired contractors. And I've sold enough houses, and I've bought and rehab my third house that I went through that process of the foundation, the mm -hmm. mechanicals and mm -hmm. all that. But still, I'm not a general home inspection inspector. So I always tell buyers, it's up to you. I suggest you have an inspection. And normally, typically, how much one of those we usually call? They can go now. They can go anywhere from three seventy-five all the way, depending on square footage of a home, based okay. on. But about three seventy-five up. So the inspection comes back that there are some little things that's going, and in some cases, in some cities, they still do the point of sale inspections, mm -hmm. correct? Yes. Where the city will actually come out. You want to explain what a point of sale is? Uh, and different municipalities have point of sales, and that's when they come out when they do their annual inspection before you sell a home, and you either assume the violations or the seller fix them. It just depends. And some of those is that usually with usually on the same line of your inspector. If you got a good inspector who came out, they usually catch some of the same things. Sometimes, yeah. but the city could hit. One thing about point of sale, could 
mm-hmm. have hit some stuff that probably need to have been done before the last seller sold. That's correct. And it just slipped through the cracks. Sometimes things do. If you got a good inspector, and if he's most of the inspectors I send are certain, and they should be certified through Ashi. Okay. Unless you get your nephew who just work on house and he done sold 50 houses and you just right. let Billy do it because mm-hmm. he don't and that's your choice and he may not give you pictures and just give you say yeah and nay you should or you right. shouldn't buy a house most things that shouldn't a person shouldn't buy a house I would say is a foundation or structural issue furnace hot water tanks and any of that you, you love it huh? the space is there you just negotiate the price that's correct assume the violations negotiate the price and you said the only thing that's really a deal breaker for you is foundation work. I say structure. Structural. And yeah, and so it just depends on the house. For a first-time home buyer, that's a deal going to be a deal breaker. They're scared. Mm-hmm. Or a wet basement. Yeah, wet basement for sure. Definitely a wet basement. So, Carol, now I done went through that, and I got my home inspection, point of sale inspection, and went through. We're looking pretty good, and now it's time for an appraisal. And the appraisal, basically, you want to tell our audience for people who don't know, because we're assuming people watching our program today are people who are looking to buy a house for the first time. So, Carol, now I'm like, they said I got to pay and get an appraisal. Then what the heck is an appraisal? I thought I just did that when I did this inspection. So what is this? Oh, see, now, and so your appraiser deals with the lender. The lender don't have a connection with the appraiser. The appraiser needs to bring the value back. So the loan off, the lender, the investor who's buying that product can say, I'm going to lend 500000 so you can buy this house. So who do the appraiser work for? He works so for the, the bank or he's independent? He works for the bank, but he's independent. But okay. the, they don't have a connection because if you recall... 2008, when mm-hmm. we had all those houses, mm-hmm. uh, we had the foreclosure, and that's what people say, oh, I'm waiting on the foreclosure market. If mar- foreclosure market is probably not going to hit like it did in 2008. Okay. To be quite honest, if they watch national news and things like that, they'll see that it probably isn't. The lenders are being very strategic and Correct. careful Correct. how they lend money. And now you cannot call the appraiser and say, hey, I need you to appraise this house. <laughs> They're not connected. That's because correct. when you call the appraiser, you right. need to bring, I need you to bring <laughs> The value back at five fifty. It's crazy. It used to be a time people. Used and it to really used to do. be a time. <laughs> they used to. And we all know. Do. Yeah, they used to literally do that. They used to do that, and that's why we had. <laughs> yes, right. You're exactly the, right. Those that's ten thousands all over the oh, world, yeah, exactly. millions of homes exactly. in foreclosure. That's correct. That's, that's correct. when all of that took place between wow. two thousand eight. They had all those houses, mm-hmm. and people were getting houses of six thousand mm-hmm. dollars. That market is probably not going to happen because mm-hmm. the houses now it's just changed now. So the appraiser for that buyer that's out there that doesn't know the inspector and the appraiser are two different. The inspector is to let you know what's maintenance, mm-hmm. major and minor in a house. They can tell you that you got to do some upkeep. Okay. That you need to screw the doorknob in. That the light fixture in the dining room may not work, but it could just be a the smoke detector go out. Now you gotta have smoke detectors when you sell a house because everybody should right. have a smoke detector right. in their house. So the appraiser brings back value. The general home inspection is to tell you what's major and minor in a house. So the inspector comes out, my appraiser is out, he does that. Is that a cost to me up front? It is. And the cost is your loan officer, when they do that application, there's some things that they should discuss. I'm not going to say that they always do. They do the application. You sit with the application person, which is your loan officer. And the loan officer goes the processor and then the underwriter. But somewhere in between that, they should let you know that there is a fee for an appraiser. And they will 
you'll pay it. It's like $500, $600. Can't tell you that exact month. But something. it's somewhere in between there. Absolutely. So, and we're going to get to that because I want to keep us on point because at the end, I want you, we're going to talk about all the fees. But that's another, as we would say, you will have to pay for your appraisal to get up front. Now, we was talking about FHA and VA. And, and conventional loans. Is there a difference in those appraisals when you were saying an FHA appraisal? What's the difference? Why is there a difference or is none? And we're just saying. Well, it, it, FHA, it's not really, they all appraiser. They all mm -hmm. have, the key is an appraiser, mm -hmm. what is FHA conventional, VA, they mm -hmm. need value. Okay. They tend to say FHA and VA is a little stricter when it comes to their appraisals. Okay. Because they look at things that maybe a conventional might, let get away okay and not so much that they're letting it get away but it may not be as important because va and fa fha is backed by the government that's correct so the conventional you might can slide with maybe no handrails going down the steps with an fha five steps or more you need a handrail okay so there's just it's little, little guidelines and quirks mm -hmm. they have in the law that they want to make sure they do before they will back a house let's say if that i my i might steal my hundred fifty thousand. I'm in East Cleveland. I didn't give my appraisal. I didn't not know. I did my inspection. I got my approval. I'm halfway there. The appraiser come back and said the house is only worth $130,000. Uh-oh. So that's interesting you said that because that has been going on. And so now when they're doing that, you, they're getting multiple offers on houses. A lot of agents are putting in a, an appraiser gap, appraisal gap. Mm. And so in that gap, the house contracts 150, it came back 130. The other 20,000 can come from the buyer. So that's how a lot of deals have been being done. So were they gifting you the other 20? No, the buyer's bringing cash. I want this house so bad because you... See, well, let's say I, I get you. That's if I'm in a battle in war. No war. No war. Well, you go to the seller. If the house comes back at 130, now we have to have that come to Jesus conversation with that's the seller. That's what I want to talk about. Let's yeah. have that. Let's talk about that. <laughs> let's talk about that. So you had that come to Jesus conversation because that's what it is, a come to Jesus conversation exactly. with a seller to say, okay. my right. house is now worth 130 and Exactly. I got a contract saying 150. Sometimes it could be a problem. Really? Seller has to make a tough decision. Seller has to decide. But a good agent will have that conversation mm -hmm. up front with the seller about when they even listed it a the, little higher than they what it was worth. Knew it was so you know, everybody want a little extra. Right. And if the comps that may be about five blocks down the street, mm -hmm. 10 mm -hmm. blocks up the street, and you saw it sold and it was the same kind of house, so you thought it could be worth that. But realistically, you kind of so, have so, an idea. So as a seller, I'm the seller. I'm going to flip it real quick. Now, I'm the seller. You done came. We having this come to Jesus meeting. I'm mad at you. Because yeah, I swear be you ain't doing your job. Absolutely. You ain't bringing nobody in here. You bringing these weak ass people and trying to buy my house. It don't make sense for me to say, heck with you, Carol, and go hire somebody else because that appraisal going to come back and be the exact stays same thing. Stays on the house. Stays, the appraisal stays with oh, the house. Oh, now what you mean by it stays with the house? So you can have an appraiser. And don't, I can't tell you right off the top of mm -hmm. my head, but it has happened before. A FHA appraisal came back. It didn't sell. The house didn't sell. The FHA appraisal don't just go away like that. Mm. And I think it might, I'm not going to give a time frame, okay. but it stays with the house for a certain time for frame. For a certain period of time. Until they release it. So it has to be released. So if I did say I'm done with Carol, I'm relisted with my daughter. She's a realtor. She's going to work harder. She comes in with a buyer and the buyer goes do the same thing. When that appraisal comes, he's going to know that it was a appraisal. Absolutely. Wow. FHA appraisal is out there. 
Wow. Because it's going to have that number. It's an FHA number on that Unsigned. appraisal that it was assigned to so, that property. So they need to be mindful of that. Absolutely. All right. So now I done did that. I done convinced myself, okay, I'm going to the seller decide, all right, kid, we're going to sell you the house. I'm happy. The deal's good. I got my house below market value or whatever you want to say. We moving on. The realtor now is happy. We're ready to take you into closing. Now at closing, that's when everything goes down and that's where you sign and you go through all your stuff there. But prior to that, and that's where I wanted to go there, there are some fees that were along the way and we need to talk about that. You talked about that there, we agree that at a minimum, you should try to have about $5,000. We're gonna say at a minimum, you can have a little less, but come on y'all. I would just you, say you, safety. safety. I, I would say, you know what, let's see, since we're talking first time home yes. buyers, Let's say thirty-five hundred to five thousand, just to be comfortable. And I'm gonna stick at five, and but you're I gonna like see why. Five thousand because you're gonna have these costs. You still, you're gonna want to buy. You're gonna have some costs. Seller's not obligated, but you still don't want to tap your bank account out. And that's the other thing. You don't want to be broke moving into your new house. And you don't want to go swipe that card, mm. buy that couch set that you couldn't resist. Correct. Because now you got pre-approved, mm. and that'll kill your deal. That's huge. It will take your credit score down. And that's a mistake a lot of people make too. You you get pre-approved and now it's, oh, I can buy buy my furniture. I can go buy this or that. Or like you say, buy a car because in your mind, you done waited a year or two saving every dime you got because you knew you wanted to keep your credit. As soon as you think you're good, just jump the gun. You got to wait till you get to that signing, but you jump the gun and you go buy it. It does affect the deal. That's Absolutely. a great point. Absolutely. So we talk about this 3500 to 5000 Me and Carol is going to agree on that you need to have just about a down payment. Now, there are some costs up front that you need to know. And for that, we talked about this appraisal cost is up front. There was going to be your inspection fees that's up front because you may have to do that. Any other fees you think that a buyer may need to have in your head, knowing that you may have these little fees before you get to closing. Yeah, you, I mean, you, you got an application fee. That's not yeah, free. That's so true. to start out the gate, you have an application fee. That's true. And then the lender may even credit it. Some of those fees, they credit back to you. Okay. So you got an application fee. You got your appraisal fee. You definitely want to have your closing cost money, even if you don't need it. And what is included? And closing in your... costs can be 3 to 6%, depend on the lender. And it depends on the price of a home. $150,000 home that you're buying, mm-hmm. that you're looking to buy, your closing costs three percent. I'll say four or five thousand. So that's not even including your down payment. That's why I said. So that. here's right. the thing: five thousand right. is definitely not enough unless you buy a sixty thousand dollar house. There it is. Correct. Oh, so Correct. you really? I got a buyer right now need forty five thousand that we wrote an offer on a house, and the house is five hundred twenty thousand. And near but that's every, a that, so it's a big job. house. So yeah. hundred fifty thousand though, right. you still need. If you're gonna buy, pay your own closing costs, mm-hmm. your down payment is three and a half percent. So that's three down five, fifteen, three down yeah, one, three down four. So closing costs is three. You need about six, seven thousand dollars. If cut. you're gonna pay your own closing, you're gonna pay your own closing at a hundred fifty thousand dollar house. Eight grand. Eight grand. Eight grand, people. You want to buy a house in the city of Cleveland? You want to get with Miss Carol Joyner and get going? You got eight thousand dollars. Not to say we can't talk. But 8000 will be a great start. It will be a great start. But listen, let me also say to you people that's looking, not just in the city of Cleveland, if you work in a right. university yeah. hospital, exactly. Cleveland exactly. Clinic, they have exactly. money out there. They right. have the Greater Circle Living Program that mm-hmm. will give you up to 30000 Now, don't get it twisted, not thirty, 
up to. You could get 30. I've had buyers to get the 30,000. City of Euclid, I sold a house in City of Euclid. The buyer got $10,000. She had some of her own money. There are programs in certain communities that's giving money to get you. Shaker has one. They want to diversify. Okay. So they have programs. So a check. Mm-hmm. Ask someone, Google it. Don't, you don't know, get a good realtor, and they can give and you all And they'll give you all that. That's right. So, Carol, I think you then took us down that path. We know that in buying a home in greater Cleveland area, and we know that in the city of Cleveland and the outskirts, is, it's all in different amounts. But if you're a first-time home buyer and we were talking today, we gave Carol was giving some tips on what you can do to do to save up and to be ready to buy your first house. So what I want to do, Carol, I want to thank you for coming on our program. You did an excellent job. We covered a whole lot. And as we do in every show and all Carol's information of how you can reach her, how you can get in touch with her. If you're looking to buy a home, how you can reach her. She's a realtor over at Keller Williams Realty. And she will give you, I have in the description, everywhere that you can reach out to her and get ready to buy your home. Carol, like we do at every show, we end it by letting you look right there at that camera and you get a chance to tell the people Anything you want to tell them about what's going on in your world, how they can reach out to you, how they can get in touch with you. If you got something, you got a big house you want to list and tell everybody is up on the market, you can do that. Whatever you like, it's up to you. So first I want to thank you, Ken, for allowing me to just have a conversation with you about home buying because there's a lot of buyers out here. I can be reached at Carol Joyner. My phone number is 216-554-3413. I'm with Keller Williams Greater Cleveland. Chagrin Falls, Chagrin, Ohio, Beach, and Chagrin Boulevard, Beachwood, Ohio, 29225 Chagrin. And, of course, I do have some houses coming up, quite a few. So I have some on the market. You can follow me on the Joiner Group on Facebook or at the Real Estate Mogul 2 IG or Carol underscore Joiner KW Realtor IG. And watch some of my posts, and I'm, I have a lot of information. If I can help you, if I can't, I'll get you a good agent if I'm not available. I have a, quite a few that I mentor, and they're good, too, because they're being trained by a good one. <laughs> Thank you, Ken. Excellent, everybody. That's Carol Joyner. I'll have all her links. I will have all her links in the description below. See you next week.